You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Mike Russo on the line, and Mike is with sparkoffer.com, so you can definitely check out the website, S-P-A-R-K-O-F-F-E-R.com, and uh, we're really going to throw you off here a little bit today, uh, Mike, because what you've done here is something that's always perplexed me, and we're going to we're going to shift the conversation because I understand that your website is really for those people who are trying to essentially auction off properties that they own, correct? It's it's for people that want to sell quick and take control of the process, not just list on the MLS and hope a buyer shows up. Right. So this is really intriguing. Um, and we've, we were chatting pre before we had, before we hit record here, but I thought we would focus on a couple concepts here because um, I think this is going to, this type of website, your website is a great avenue for people who are uh, wholesaling properties or wholetailing properties and they need to flip them quickly. Um, but uh, just the concept alone, when it comes to, to the way you're doing pricing, associated with properties, you know, as a wholesaler, you know, that's part of our business. We're trying to get as much of dollar as we can and to put a flat fee on every property actually has never really made complete sense to me. So an auction situation like you're offering is pretty appealing. So first of all, how did you start or come up with this idea regarding uh, spark offer? Yeah, uh, sure. So for from 2010 to 2017, I was one of the partners of the largest luxury real estate auction company in America. And during that time, I sold a billion dollars of homes at, at auction, somewhere between a million dollars and, you know, 20 million. And actually, after I even sold my interest in the company in 2017, uh, I too decided that I'm going to try my hand at real estate investing. And I never did wholesaling, right? So that's something that that would be a completely new concept to me. But I did go in my local area and, you know, saw a house that was, you know, sitting on the market and sitting on the market and, you know, investigated it a little further because it was a single family. But turns out that the town had it rated as a two family but it wasn't being marketed that way. So it was an opportunity for me to buy it and then create a, two, a true two family out of it and add a lot of value. Right. Um, but the idea behind spark offer really came because I can, I bought a couple REO properties and they were properties that were very non-transparent. Right. So I put in my offer I think I put in a good offer and many times I put in a full price offer and I'd get the phone call to say, Hey, we've got multiple offers. We're going to go to best and final. And I didn't really know how many other offers there were. Um, and I just didn't like that. 
right? I didn't like, especially coming from the auction business and being, you know, a licensed auctioneer saying like, hey, I know what my, my competition is willing to pay. And so, but I think there's this, this notion of it that, that, you know, with auctions, to traditionally every deal is cash non-contingent, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to have the money and you got to be willing to take the risk, right? And the, the majority of the world doesn't operate that way. They operate with some kind of condition. Either they need to go find the money or they want to inspect the property after they've agreed on a price. And that's how I came up with the idea for Spark Offer, taking that traditional offer process, hiding the prices that everybody's willing to pay because everyone's got their own set of terms, but creating the type of prompting that somebody would expect in an auction so that anyone that's following a property once an offer is submitted, gets an immediate alert that says there's one offer on this property, there's two offers, there's three offers. And, and it also, what we found, takes away from, from, that, from that issue that people have where it's like, hey, if I knew that that property was going to get an offer, I've been waiting to make a bid, but I kind of thought the price was too high. Um, and now I only now know because it's under contract and I missed out. So the world has lots of multiple offer opportunities. It's just a lot of times it lacks the prompting and notifications for them to know it. And that's why, how I came up with the idea. Sure. So on, on your website, like I, I went to one of your listings and I see like more of a, a price range. Like I'm looking at a house that has, um, I guess I'm in New York. So this house is pretty pricey, but it, it says 3.8 million to 4.3 million. Is that is that the range that the seller the will would, consider? Oh, that's what the person would consider. Yes. Yep. So okay. so we've we've tried two different models. So one is you know a static price, and the challenge with static prices is that it's very binary. Either the market likes that price or they don't. Right. Right. And then. And then the opposite is, is this guide range. So a lot of the houses that we've started out with on Spark Offer, they, they typically had been on the market and hadn't sold, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest fear for sellers is always, you know, lowering my price too much. And then like, what did I get? I don't know what I gave up, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I often joke that Zillow's created... Um, you know, a digital tattoo on every seller's rear end that like everything they've ever done with this property is, is forever tattooed on their bum. Right. And, and, and we sold the property, you know, a year ago in Connecticut, it's, it's, it's Zillow history looked like a bad rap sheet, right. It'd been on and market on and off the market for eight years. And, and that's why, so, so to be clear, we, we did announce in December, uh, that this month that we were introducing an auction platform into Spark Offer, and so now people can either use our core offer process where they set a guide range and say, "Here's a deadline, and and here's the range I'm willing to consider," um, or for those that don't want to give a guide range because we're running up against that, where sellers are saying, "You know, I don't want to let the market know." what my bottom number is. I just want people to come and, and bid for my property or make me an offer. We're just looking for that next buyer. And so, so we try to do something different in around our offer process, 
but we really felt based on my experience to reintroduce octums because if you don't want to set a guide range, you really need to go to octum, right? If you want to leave your price static. So how is this range working for you? Like, uh, I would I would suspect that people that were interested in it then would would gravitate towards the lower of the two prices because of the of the price range. But have you found that to be the case, or do they naturally start submitting other bids, knowing that once they you mentioned they get notifications when when a property is receiving a bid? Yeah. So so essentially, that's a good question. So it's everyone's fear right? That I'm just going to get my lowest number. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been somewhat surprising, right? So number one is whenever there's a present presence of more than one offer, that hasn't been the issue. Right. Um, that's number one. Number two is even an absence of the, the second offer, meaning the first person that comes in, Logically, you'd say they're probably going to offer the low end of the range, but we found that that's not even necessarily true, right? And so it really comes about that, you know, Barbara Corcoran used to be our advisor at my old firm, right? So I know her. She's a great woman. She had this. She had this saying that was everybody wants it. Yep, everybody wants what everybody wants, and nobody wants what nobody wants. Mm-hmm. And and when whenever you have any asset, I don't care whether it's a house, a phone a piece of artwork, whenever there's a sense of competition that somebody else wants this, right, then like, I'm going to make my full judgment of like, how bad do I want it? And, and that was the lesson I learned in my first REO deal. Because when I made that offer at full price, the and they came back and said, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to best and final. I didn't get the opportunity to see who else was bidding on it and at what price. I had to really decide on what that asset was worth to me. What was I willing to pay for it based on what I think I had to put into it and which what I could sell it for. And I wound up paying, I think 10% over ask was my second offer in order to get it. Okay. Right. But would I like to pay less? Sure. I mean, for all I know, even to this day, anyone else that was bidding might have been tens of thousands of dollars behind me, mm-hmm. right? But the seller got the bit best yield based on the competition and keeping the prices uh, to themselves. So if, if a person is involved in the auction scenario, all they're being notified then is is that somebody else is bidding on the property. They're not what other information are they provided as a, as a potential buyer? On Spark Offer, right, in our traditional offer product, that's all they're being provided. On our, on our auction product that we're intru- we've introduced this month, you can see the prices that people are bidding. Okay. So sparkoffer.com is the offer site. What's, is, is, is it sparkauction.com? For the- it's spark.auction, but but the, the properties for auction are being introduced uh, in the next week on Spark Offer. It's the same website. We can help oh, nice. you. Yeah, we can help you either aggregate competitive offers or competitive bids. It's just a matter of the main criteria is am I showing the prices or not? Sure. So I'll, I'll, besides this, so this price range thing is really interesting to me because as as wholesalers 
Um, and if we've some of the people that we've talked to in the past, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the fella. His name is John Martinez. Um, John would would suggest that you should to get in that front door. You would provide typically a, a range to to an individual to to test their interest. So we would uh, and to get to get into the door and do a property type walkthrough. You would right. establish a range, and and it basically anchors that person in in a. So you would typically on the the low end would be very low, and then the high end would be maybe closer to what they what what the seller is really hunting for. Right. But at least you've you've established this range. So people that listen to the show were familiar with this range. I've just never seen it in this this type of scenario in this auction this offer type scenario where um where now that i can now that i think about it and and reverse engineer it it makes perfect sense and why wouldn't it work so with that being said is is there other strategies that you're leveraging here that that in engage a potential buyer the the deadline, oh, sure. you know, right. And so, you know, we, we're committed to, to, if you take the traditional real estate process and, and really what's happening, you know, nationally, right. Like, you know, and I'm sure, you know, if you look at all the news today, everything is, you know, you got Zillow offers and open door and, and the market wants this expediency of a cash buyer that's willing to, to buy my house quickly. And then on the West coast, they've got this new Sunday.com that's, you know, aggregating, you know, these, these sort of off market deals and, and the, but those are all private to one party. Hmm. Right. And, but the market does seem to want this expediency or efficiency that that's coming with these quick things. And that's the opportunity, you know, really for investors, the, but the, it is around the deadline. We're we're not trying to tell people like, hey, come put your property on our platform for the next three, six, nine months, a year that, you know, hopefully a buyer is going to show up and buy your property. We're like, you know, it really depends on the property, but we've done them as short as two weeks and as long as 45 days, right? Mm-hmm. And And we've garnered anywhere from, you know, a couple offers to 13 offers, right? which really gives every, but, but everybody knows the rules of engagement, right? Like we're looking for offers by X date, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and if you cross pollinate those two things, which is make something seem really attractive where people come compete for it and put a deadline around it. Like you, you, you may not, you are going to maximize your, your return in that period of time. Sure. Right. And I've got, you know, for, for, for um, one of the things that I want, learned along the way um, from one of my investor clients that I've known and been friends with for a decade now is, and this was really interesting to me, is especially on the time side, is he review, he views his money as, as um, like a retailer would, would look at inventory, right? Mm-hmm. How many times a year can I turn my money over? Right. right. So if I have a dollar and I want a 15% return, I don't want to, 
I don't necessarily want to have my dollar return me on one deal 15% over the course of a year, right? I'd like my dollar to return me 5% three times in a year, right? And if I can get that extra turn of four times, then I went, I took my return from 15 to 20%, right? right? And so it's, it's along the lines of the same concept. Sure. So, you know, uh, with that being said, you know, you're, you're launching the spark auction functionality and it's going to be incorporated into the spark offer. Uh, how do people get eyes on their properties when they're using your platform? Is it, are you syndicating this information to other, other websites, you know, like Zillow, for example, is pulling in the MLS information. Um, how are you getting as many eyeballs on these properties as possible? It just depends on the property. So, so number one, um, every property's been different, meaning some of these properties are listed by a traditional agent and they put, they put them on spark offer as well as the MLS. And then they use us as the transaction medium for the date and the prompting or what have you. Um, so that's number one. Number two is we've had, some people come, we'll call them like the FISBO hybrid, if you will, which is they want to put their property on Spark Offer. They want to use our marketing and our reach, but also the transaction mechanism. And then we've actually published those properties to Zillow for them, right? But they're not using an agent or the MLS. They're just, you know, essentially kind of putting, you know, Zillow is great for that. You know, a lot of people are searching on Zillow, but it then lacks everything else. And then number one and number two, um, most sellers quickly, unfortunately, learn that if they put a house solely by themselves for sale by owner, they've literally published their contact info to be solicited by the by the general public, mm-hmm. you know, much more than they bargained for. Um, so when they come to Spark Offer first and say, "I want you to put it on Zillow for me," like we shield them from all that, sure. right? So. Um, so that's number two. And number three is that we have our own proprietary marketing, you know, depending on the property and the price range um, for digital marketing capabilities. So, you know, we, we're very good at it. Right. So, um, but it depends on the property and the market, if you will. So the way we market, you know, we have sales on spark offer, they're $10 million, right. The way we, mm-hmm. we, the way we digitally market that property is much different than, you know, a property we did in Nantucket or in Boston that were three or 400,000 that, you know, were kind of fit this model that your, your, you know, listeners have, which is they were investment properties, they were dilapidated. Um, and those properties mostly got, went through our digital network on a local basis because most of those buyers are local. Sure. Well, can you walk us through the process here? Let's let's as if we're we're doing that the a listing, because I, I see you can list for free on your on your on your web uh, on the site here, sparkoffer.com. Yep. Um, and then you know that's going to lead me to and and everybody would have to would be curious is like how do you get paid? I mean, you have yeah. to. We charge two percent. Two percent. Okay. Yep. And so. It's it in my mind it it has become that perfect kind of number, right? Because if somebody wants to um, sell their property as economically as possible, mm-hmm. right? Then 
you know, 2% of, you know, a decent number, right? It's fair number. Um, or if they want an agent that also wants to amplify their reach and use our software, what have you, you know, 2% not breaking the bank if they want the added services of, of a local agent. Um, the, the, it's really, the market from that standpoint is really, really interesting, right? Because you get, you know, if you listen to, you know, NAR and the National Association of Realtors, they'll tell you FISBOs are a shrinking part of the market and not as many people want to do things themselves. But yet everything in our lives is more about do it yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. there's just more and more and more. And so, so we're trying to create like a, a platform for a happy medium that, that, you know, can appeal to as many people based on their own needs. Right. Right. So, so to walk you through the process, that's what you asked me, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody, somebody contacts us uh, on, the, on the form. We then set up a call with them and just walk through like, where's your property? You know, how do you want to sell it? What's your time frame? And, and do you, are you an agent and you're looking, or you have an agent or are you looking to do this yourself? Right. And so, for example, we just did one in Winter Garden, Florida, the, the seller contacted us. I'd like to use your platform. And, but I really want to do as much as I can myself. And then that was, that was um, an example that I gave where we said to them, Hey, listen, go get, you know, here's how to best sell it. Go get professional photography, send it back to us. We'll, we'll list it for you on our platform. We'll put it on Zillow for you for free. We'll direct all the calls. So we took all the inbound calls. We screened everything out. Um, they had a number of showings set up in the first five days and literally sold their property um, and negotiated. You can actually negotiate an offer, uh, soft negotiate completely on the platform. Mm-hmm. So they got an offer pretty quickly for 520. They countered back. Um, I think actually it's 512. They countered back at 520. It was brought to them by a buyer's agent. They negotiated the commission in that and boom, they got a, got a sealed offer and go to contract. So uh, when it comes to closing, can the, the do you set all that up as well? Or is that something that the individual kind of selects a local title company? Yep. We don't get involved in that at all. And so we we do offer guidance, right, for people that depends on, you know, how knowledgeable they are about the process. So, for example, uh, in this property, Winter Garden, Florida, you know, we said, hey, here's a couple attorneys that we know of in your market. Well, like you should you should contact one of them. And then they contacted one of them. They helped them with the contract. They held the escrow, like the whole deal. Right. Sure. That That's a whole that's something like I aspire to. But like that's a whole nother um, that's a whole nother, every market's different. I've sold properties in 26 U S states and like here in the Northeast, everything's attorneys, right. Where compared to where you are just by what you said, um, you're most likely a title state, right? So escrow mm-hmm. sits with title, they conduct the closing, you know, what have you. So they're all different. So, so during the handoff process, like, uh, do you, do you have the purchase agreements in place? Is that a, so, is that uh, also on the seller or how does the purchase agreement work? And does the, uh, does the buyer have an option, a contingency period? 
Yeah, so the buyer can make whatever offer on the offer platform that they want, right? So the if you go, um, I'll actually uh, send you some videos. Maybe we actually have some videos in, uh, there on their blog too. That So there's offers happen in two ways on SparkOffer. Either one, it's a buyer direct in which it walks the buyer through, what do you want to pay? Do you, are you getting a mortgage? You know, the kind of basic questions, what kind of deposit are you putting down? And then it generates a, an offer contract that's it's non-binding, right? Because for us to get in, most of the, most of the offer contracts or purchase and sale, depending on state, um, are typically owned by the board of realtors, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's not something that, that we can do. Right. The the but in every state, there's also qualified attorneys that practice real estate for somewhere between seven hundred and fifty to twelve hundred and fifty dollars a closing. Right. On average. And so. our And then so number one, it's a buyer direct. Number two is an agent makes the offer. Right. And so when an agent makes an offer, they're typically attaching the local forms to their offer for the seller to review. Right. And so, so, but depending on those two things, I'm a huge advocate. um, And I've noticed over the course of time that, that more both buyers and sellers are tending to say, well, I've got a real estate agent, you know, do I really need an attorney? And I'm the kind of guy that like, I'm flipping at the opposite. It's like, you like, do not skimp on a multi, on the, a transaction for an average of a thousand dollars on having a licensed real estate attorney. Right. And so, and for that thousand dollars, like our goal is to get the best offer for the seller to select. And then after that really go to the, you know, a qualified individual to say, let's get this thing, you know, wrapped up in a, a proper contract. So, so one of the things that surprises me here is that it sounds like you're, you're very a uh, uh, concierge in in the way you're handling the properties that hit your website. Would that would that be fair to say you have they they submit a form and then uh, after the fact they talk to somebody on your team to get the property up and running. Uh, currently, that's the way it is. I mean, we've actually built the technology that somebody can list their property directly from their phone. Um, the we haven't met, rolled that out in mass scale yet because we're we're still trying to interact with the sellers to understand you know what the what the 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 total market need is before we just try and scale a platform that's going to touch on all those things in a more automated fashion, right? Sure. Um, I also think that um, you know the. People want a guide. Most people want some sort of guide, right? Like somebody that say, like, you know, what do you think? Right. Right. Yeah. And and so, you know, the basis of all real estate. I don't care if it's a fixer upper, it's a multi million dollar home. You know, it comes down to you know, was the property marketed properly, right? And do people like the price, mm-hmm. right? There's a price for every property. You know, we all read today, you know, New York is significantly down because of the pandemic, right? Because, you know, all these people have left New York and, um, but there's no other place in the world that could tell you that every piece of real estate in that city could sell in a New York minute at the right price. 
right? There's mm-hmm. buyers for every asset. It's no different than what you do where you live, right? right. And and so the question really comes down to what's the value, and is there is there one buyer at that value, or is there five buyers at that value? Mm-hmm. Right. And our right. goal is to aggregate those people together. So what's going to be different here now? You, you have the Spark auction, auction that you're rolling out this functionality. Uh, you're, you're providing more of a, this is the range. I'll, off, I'll, I'll accept offers within this range for your Spark offer. Is there, um, what, what, what are you adding there? What's, the, what's going to be the With the auction? Difference? Yeah. The, the primary difference is that there's a lot of people that just understand and want an auction, right? And, and, and what I said to you before is that if you're trying to accelerate the sale of a property and not change the price, right? So, you know, on offer, you're saying, I see this guide range, mm-hmm. right? When, when the price is static and it's not changing, we were doing a call for offers on Spark Offer, but saying like, "Oh, the pro- the price is four hundred thousand, for example." Mm-hmm. Well, if the market didn't like four hundred thousand, for example, then they just wouldn't show up, right? Right. But now, all of a sudden, if you say it's an auction, they'll show up, mm-hmm. right? And so, because everybody understands that, I, I joke and say I spent two and a half years, and I'm not even going to say how much money on your show, trying to to offer something to expedite a sale, which is essentially the rebranding of the word auction. I couldn't do it, right? And so, so we're offering two products. One is the offer product, which you can equate to like a sealed bid auction. Right. Mm -hmm. And where you can name terms and the only thing that's disclosed is the number of offers. And then the and then the other is the auction product, which is is everyone's going to compete on the same terms. Right. Which most likely is cash as is, although we are introducing a property that will have a short mortgage contingency. So it'll be as is with a short mortgage contingency. And then everything else people are building, bidding on at the same, and the prices will be available to see. So if you bid 100,000 and I bid 110, you're going to know I bid 110, and then you're going to have the chance to volley, if you will, right? And it's just going to keep going until the timer runs out. Sure. Is there a way to prevent the uh, sniping, you know, the, the people that wait and bid at the last moment? Yeah, so we, don't, we have um, a, what's called a soft gavel. And so... Um, as long as bidding, we set the increment. So let's say it's three minutes or one minute or what have you, but as long as bids are placed in this example under three minutes, the clock will keep returning to three minutes until all bids have been exhausted. Sure. Okay. Yep. So no, this is really intriguing, uh, option, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't know what the the situation is and whether it's in my market or, you know, um, and we've been taught time and time again, not to set like a specific wholesale fee, if you will, for each property that we, we sell, you know, and that we should adopt more of a auction type format or an offer type format that you're suggesting Thankfully, you've provided a platform for some people to to accomplish this, but we've really struggled to uh, get people to to offer more than what we've initially thrown out as 
as our price. You know, it's, it's been, it's been hard. It's been a struggle. It's just a matter of what the price is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, uh, for example, what I tell people when, um, a couple of years ago, I looked at one of my first properties when I launched spark offer and I sat with this woman in Southern Connecticut, which, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, if you had a house over a million dollars, you couldn't, it was very hard to sell it in Southern Connecticut. People weren't mm-hmm. coming out to the suburbs. And, you know, she had said, there's just no buyers for properties like this in the market. And I said, well, you know, if we priced it at 20% of your current list price, I pretty much guarantee we'll have multiple offers today. And, and she had said, well, I'm not prepared to do that. And so, okay, well, that's a different aspect, right? Like if, if your wholesale deals, and this is something that you could do with our auction platform is you could set your own private reserve. No one has to know it. And you could start the bidding at a dollar. You could start the bidding at a thousand dollars. Right. And, and you, the system will either hit the reserve and then alert all your bidders that the reserve has been met. And so they know whoever wins gets the chance to buy it, or you're going to have your bet, your best market price. And you're going to decide, do I want to sell my asset or not? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's the difference. And, and that is the, that is the core challenge. Right. The core challenge is, is training the market to, you know, come and, and bid, right. Whether it's on offer or at auction. And so, but you are right. That is, that is the, the core problem of putting out the number. And, and I think that's also the challenge that many sellers have today, right. Mm-hmm. Whether am I leaving money on the table? Am I not asking enough? And, and the reality is, I don't care whether it's a automated value model like Zestimate or it's, you know, you ask three agents in to give you a price, you know, a, a, a CMA on your property. They're not buying it, mm-hmm. right? It's just a guesstimate. And so, you know, the, and the market will dictate whether they see value in the property or not. Yeah. No. And, and when you ask for a CMA from a realtor, they're going to, typically I've seen it runs a little hot, you know, they're trying to win you as a, as a a customer. So they're usually overestimating (laughs) to your benefit to try to, to show that there's value there. That that's the, that's the core challenge in the market for realtors today. Right. Because the, if, if you, if you, if you cater to that, like I'm going to tell you a high price, and then you don't sell it at that high price quickly, then you're doing the, you know, we got to go down, we got to go down, we got to go down. And then what happens is they've diminished their own value, right? To say, well, all you're doing to tell me to get my house sold is I got to lower the price, mm-hmm. right? And so, so now I've paid you, you know, 6%. And, you know, I'm just, all I'm doing is negotiating with myself, mm-hmm. right? And so, I would contend and my goal with our platform is uh, as we're building our data is to do this with data is to say the market knows the number for your house, right? 
get it up with, with something you're willing to take, give them some guidance, um, or go to auction and just start it at a no, at a, at a unpublished reserve and start the bidding low and the market will tell you what they're going to pay. Right. And then you decide whether you want it or not. Right. So you, you mentioned that, uh, this, this functionality, the auction functionality is rolling out. Like when is, when should people expect it to be like fully available? Yeah, so it is fully available now, right? We're just we're just adding it to the front end of Spark Offer, right? Oh, so we've already we we're already starting to sign properties up for auction dates later in January, um, but we we actually originally built um, the software itself that we supply to another company on a white label basis. We launched that in September. Uh, we've already had a billion dollars worth of worth of bids taken through our software platform. And so the now we're just adding that front end look, you know, when you go to Spark Offer, it's going to say like it's for sale or for auction. Right. Sure. Which one, which one do I want? Right. Well, you know, th- this is this has been a, a fantastic conversation. And and I tr- I told you I was going to try to not consume a ton of your time uh, and and keep it to, you know, that 30 minute mark. But um, I want to make sure, again, everybody has your contact information. Go to sparkoffer.com. And uh, hope you'll probably, by the time this is released, I'm going to guess that your, the auction piece is probably going to be on, on that site as well. But outside of the, the website, is there any other way for people to get a hold of you? Sure. They could email me directly at mike at sparkoffer.com. Uh, or they can call our 800 number at 844-676-7651. And just, I like to repeat those, especially in podcasts. It's 844-676-7651. Sure. And uh, lastly, is there a question you wished I would have asked you here today? Not that I can think of. You're very good. Well, I appreciate that. No, I, I just want to make sure we had everything covered. This is really an intriguing, not only website, but I mean, you got my mind spinning a little bit. Um, and I think there's a couple takeaways there, especially for people who are going to get into wholesaling and some lessons that they can take from you developing this platform and this business. Um, the The way you handle offers and providing a price range, especially is something that people really need to take note of. I mean, there's, I think there's something there that uh, I'm going to have to experiment with myself. <laughs> I look forward to it. And please call me anytime. Well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you again. And uh, like you mentioned before, uh, there's definitely a lot more topics that we could probably tackle here. Um, especially, I'm just more curious than anything else. And I might hit you up sometime talking about uh, developing and launching a platform and business like this. I mean, the, the, the concept alone, I can't imagine the number of hours and sweat you've put into this. I mean, I mean, it's been two and a half years, uh, to, from the first day we conceptualized it, the, the, my partner and I, um, are, have a long history in the auction business. Um, and so, you know, I've sold, hundreds and hundreds of properties at auction, right? Like I, there's even things that 
we have within Spark Offer that we can kind of indicatively know where things will end up based on watching negotiations that ultimately we want to get in the data for user, you know, sellers to have or their agents to have. But mm-hmm. it really comes from selling hundreds of properties at what I call the speed of sound, right? Where we were in a room calling bids and you can see things like the average person has three bids in them, right? It, it follows through to negotiation, right? Where when people make one bid to their next bid, what's their last bid going to be? There's all math that I can tell you that we watched for years that is proving out in the platform. We're just still like getting enough data together that we can actually make that available. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. And, and the amount of information that you're going to be have available to you, I mean, this is exactly just some of the most interesting information regarding the industry and just how we can possibly leverage this data. Uh, the opportunity there is, is just almost breathtaking. I mean, the amount of stuff that can be learned from and garnered from this information. Yeah, no, and we see it. And, and that's my goal is to bring it to everyone, right? So whether you want to sell your house yourself or you want to be a real estate agent and sell your house for your client, right? How can we add the most value in the transaction? Sure. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, this was a great conversation. And, and as always, I, I'm hoping you'll come back and we can go a deeper dive on, on a couple concepts here. I look forward to it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.